I am unashamed. What about you? So, Jace, on a re- on a previous uh, podcast uh, that we did, you told a story about your whole secret sleuth catching the fish. Remember all that? You know, the, the when he caught the fish for Missy, and you know he had to prove to himself. Oh yeah, you remember that? Oh, well, so, that wasn't a story. That that was well, like a home run. My yeah. manhood in jeopardy. <laughs> I made her a promise. So it was, Real it, was a, life. it was a classic. So anyway, so 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 I'm telling that night. You know, we were around a dinner table, and so you know we we live next door to my daughter and son in law, and so we we eat most of our meals together. And I was telling them that story because somebody said, well, how'd the podcast go, Dan? So I'm telling mm-hmm. that story. So everybody's laughing. It's funny. And our reaction to Jay's, and I was like, Jay's is so weird. He has these weird ways of. Uh, I'm living. not sure why that's funny or weird. I, it's, I was... it's both. So anyway, so here's the, here's the point I want to make. So so Carly's 14 years old. You know, mm-hmm. you just baptized her. So, you know, she tells me things all the time. It's like a whole nother world. I mean, like there's a whole new language that's that's going on that I don't even know. None of us do, which, which we talk about a lot about the internet is it's social media driven. They come up with all these names. So as soon as I told the story, she said, Oh, he was simping. Simping? Simping. How do you spell that? S I got, I've got it right here. Huh. Cause I looked it up. It's S I M P I N G simping. And we were like, Simping. I've never heard that word. Nor had life. I. And I was like, what is that? Well, then she, she told us what it was. So then we instantly get our phones at me and stone. And oh, we're like, look, what I was fixing. We're, we're, here's what, here's what you'll find. So it's a male overly catering to the exaggerated emotions of a woman, which sounded a lot like what Jace was describing. I mean, she totally nailed it. A man saying things to a woman he does not believe, but only saying them because he thinks she wants to hear them. And then it's actually says short for a simpleton, which I fit, thought fit Jace as well. Okay, she is incorrect. <laughs> that is a misdiagnosis <laughs> of think, the see, non. I knew Jace would see it, but no. what it is is a here's here's the here's it when you break it down. It's a man trying to impress a woman. Okay, that that's okay. what it means. Yeah, but the, the overly exaggerated. No, this is reality. <laughs> if you put the effort in and you rise up as a provider. In your marriage, and you take the time, and you're careful, and pay attention to the details. <laughs> Later on that night, there will be reward. It will happen. And all I'm trying to do Sipping. is get people to embrace the greatest sex on earth, which is God sanctioned between a man and make his sure wife. It's, make sure you're married. That's so right. after 30 years, sometimes you say, boy, if I only had a spark and all I said, well, maybe you need to go fishing. <laughs> and, and look, it, and, and it doesn't actually apply the thing. I just thought it was funny. wanting to bring it up because Personally, it is about a guy, try, a teenager trying to impress a girl, but as I a, did link it to the story. So as a, as a low tech man, and the way it turned out, I'd rather it be a low-tech culture. But I'm a low-tech man yep. surviving in a high-tech environment. And so these things come up. I don't, I don't, I don't plan at 70. I'll be 74 in about a month. <laughs> I don't make advanced plan, that far in advance plans 
on whether me and Miss Kay going to mess around a little bit in the bed. I don't make okay. that 12 hours before it happens. I, I don't go that, that much in advance. You understand, Al? Well, I think, Mine's more I totally, spontaneous. It's, a, well, it's, it's not well thought out for the next six hours. That's why I was hours. sharing this story is that <laughs> I think you might need to make an in-life adjustment, and it would be worthy of the time you put in. But you got to remember, uh, <laughs> I love the Phil eye rolls. <laughs> That's my I need to, we need to look at the response oh, to man. this issue because I don't look at that stuff and just see if, if people have What's tried happened this. is that, and they need to study it. Some of the, some of the, 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 the intelligentsia crowd <laughs> is that I'm in my seventies. And the low tech type world came up pre cell phone. Yeah, that rules. That still rules with me. Yeah, it's it's what what are you doing with what what is that? Right. And it was too much. I said, look, how you turn the thing on? I mean, you gotta have to have a code. Everything has a code. No more just on and off. You know, turn the thing off, off, no, right. or turn it on, turn on. Oh, so you need I, like four remotes to operate one TV. That's yeah. what I'm saying, yeah. and it's, it's got now to where it's 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 you're trying to protect from outside evil influences That's via true. the cell phone, and That's true. and they they're coming up with their own jargon, their own language, and I'm sitting here and it's all flying by me, <laughs> and I'm like, it's not worth it. I mean, I relish in the low It's just tech. not worth it. It's That's not why it. I was using an it's example. It's not worth it fooling. But, but here I am in my okay. 70s. Y'all are my children, but y'all are in your 50s. But the, the high-tech stuff, you brought that up up with you. Right. And I'm listening to it. I'm watching y'all roll. Well, we were at the beginning of it, but we don't even get but it. Basically, I'm walking around now, and it's not Alzheimer's, I don't think. I'm just walking around. <laughs> Being perplexed about the yeah. whole thing, but like see, that, what you just said, simp, simple, simping, simping. I'm like, yeah, I'm not using that word. I don't like it. I think that's terrible. But see, here's where the problem comes in. Even the old heads, and not that you're an old head, but okay. Yeah, you know, other day I'm playing golf, my second round of the year, which was about like the first one. It was good. ugly. I was in on the first one, and ugly. So we're on the first hole, and they have a big lake on the left. You know, and one of my, you know, playing partners hits it, hits his first ball in the lake. So you're, he, you're desired. No, I'm at Calvert. Oh, that's right. Big, I forgot. I forgot. Well, they changed. The yeah, court. I forgot. That's right. right. And uh, so when we get down there and I heard this loud racket, I mean, and then I'm like, <laughs> what just happened here? I look over there and I see a splash in this, my playing partner. Who I'm not, we're friends, but we have like a big group. It's like 25 people show up, and then you all disperse. So you, it ain't like, you know, I know this guy, and, but I'm like, well, what just happened? He said, water boxing, water boxing, but he's running, you know, the other way. <laughs> like, well, like he was going to charge after him, right? I, I've spent most of my life around water moccasins, and my immediate response is, I ain't even. Looked in the water. I didn't look for a snake, but I'm thinking, not a water moccasin. Because right. water moccasins are usually not where there's a lot of traffic, you know, and That's people. Right. But I thought, the way, he's so scared. So he gets his phone out while I'm going over it. While I look, I see the snake. It's not, it's a water man. snake. Oh, it, it's not even a scary looking water snake. Because they do but, have some scary looking water snakes. But now I'm in a weird situation here. Because I'm like, 
Okay, he's terrified. I mean, his hand was shaking, you know, because he went in there looking for his ball, and the snake takes off. And now I realize, so he swings his club, you know, at the, that was the racket at at the snake. It's ridiculous. What are you gonna do with that? Make him mad. Perfectly good golf club <laughs> yeah. on a water snake, non poisonous. So I'm like. Do I tell him this is not a water boxing? You know, I didn't know what the redneck protocol here is. Because this guy he was so scared, then he wanted to say, look, that was all just, that snake can't even hurt you. You know, so I thought, you know what, it's not worth it. But then he, then because he, his buddy in, his, in the cart said, not a water boxing, you know. And oh, he, well, there so, you go. I mean, well, yeah. here's the problem. He then looks it up on a phone and finds some picture that he thinks looks like this snake. And I'm like. You're treating that cell phone like the Bible, like number it's, one. Like it's all true. This is not the Bible. You found some, you know, idiot who posted a picture and said, "Look, Water Moxon, who made it the was same, just like him, made the same mistake yeah. you made because he's pissed. Oh, that's it." So then I thought, you know what? Well, I got to step in. Yeah, I said it's not a Water Moxon, and he's like, "It wasn't," because he knows me. I'm a, you know, look at me. I, I spend time in the wilderness. I was if like, anybody I, knows what a snake looks like, it's one of us. Yeah, I said I hate it, and he's like, "Why?" Well, I could have. I mean, it said he, but he kept hand, putting that phone up, and I was like, "If that was a Bible, I'd say okay." I said, but "It's a cell phone." I said, "That's not a water moccasin." I said, "I would, I would sleep with that snake. It's a little baby water snake. He was harmless." Yeah. <laughs> But he, but he was terrified. He was in the moment. He was terrified. And look, I, and then I he react. validated it with a cell phone. Was right. my point that we just view that cell phone like it in his mind? Well, I'm scared. It was embarrassing for him. But then he was trying. You know, we're men, and he's like, I'm trying to prove to you that I had a right to be scared. What line of work was this gentleman in? You know that's a good question off the top of my head. I don't. I don't know. You can make your point. Maybe it'll come to me. What does he do? Well, who is? Uh, it? I mean, you're not wanting to embarrass him. If you tell me, I probably know. I what mean, it's does. pretty evident. You know Fox. It's pretty evident that he does uh, yeah. not get out much. Fox does a. Um, oh, he has a truck with his name. I think he's maybe electrician or something. I don't know. I think he sells like right. electrical supplies or yeah, something. Yeah, something because he has, he has his own business. He has a yeah. truck with I mean, him. he's a smart guy. I mean, if you get out much and, and uh, yeah, but most roam people, around where there's a lot of cop mess, but most you, people you, wouldn't you, know you that. You will become very used to looking down and say, easy, what's that one? Well, here's my hey, rule. And you and I have seen cop mess before on our golf course. I have. There, there are some number there. Up, but see, that's what I'm saying in my brain, but the way it works. there's areas where there's not a lot of cat. Well, on number, old number uh, six. Yep. Okay, if he had said there, because I've seen one there before. Yeah. But here's the rule, and a lot of people listening. Here's the rule. If you think it's a cotton mouth, it's not. There's no doubt. When you see one, yeah. the size of the head, once you, correct, if once you're you like, say, you're I right. think it may be a cotton mouth. When I hear that, I'm like, no. Nope. Nope. When you see one, oh, there's no doubt. Yeah. That joker. He's an ombre. He's not scared of anything. No, his mean. head's about five times the size Big. of what his body should look like. Big. And they're just eerily looking, you know. Yeah, it looks like a monster. Yeah. A big rattlesnake or a cotton mouth is a scary looking dude. Uh, they're, they're to be respected. All right, well, let's take a quick break, and uh, we'll jump into what we're going to be talking about today. So as we're enjoying our oh, yeah. Black Rifle coffee, uh, which yeah. is fantastic. I mean, that first 
that first zip right out of the when it's that you know right out of the pod is so. I awesome. give credit when I do events and speak. I give first to the Holy Spirit and second strong black rifle coffee. <laughs> That's right. You put those two things together. The key word black. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Don't put anything in it. Not uh, light brown. That's right. Black. And we're, we don't put anything in ours either. But that's just us. We're so, men. So I, so I am a member uh, of the uh, Black Rifle Coffee Club, which is a great idea because they send you, you sign up, and then you get coffee. So you can get what you want. Sometimes people like to try different things. I've been hearing from a lot of people around the country. What I love about these guys, veterans. Yes. Um, they're supported to. I mean, they're committed to supporting veterans, law enforcement. Uh, yes. All great guys. Uh, the, their founders spent 20 years in the U.S. Army as an inf- infantryman, which is awesome. So we want you to support these guys. It's great coffee on top of that. You can go to blackriflecoffee.com slash Phil. Blackriflecoffee.com slash Phil. Use the promo code Phil and you get 20% off your first purchase. That's off the coffee club or just coffee, whatever you want to get. Check these guys out. You will not be sorry you did. All right, so today I thought we would uh, – you know, last time we talked about this uh, story of, of Jesus um, cleaning out the temple and uh, basically giving them a, a little glimpse of the resurrection. And it, and it brought to mind, Jace, there was a, a guy that uh, spoke at our church uh, a couple of weeks back. Fantastic. I mean amazing. And um, I thought we'd talk about – what he talked about because it fits to me it's a perfect thing to- well, well tell his story he uh we all support him well i'll tell you this uh last year he came and spoke because it's he's a missionary yeah that we support our church does in athens you know i've heard a lot of missionaries get up they give their spiel some of them i'm like yeah okay that's good the, he was one of the few that after he got through speaking i literally got my checkbook out and wrote him a check yeah Four, and it was four figures, but still, I mean, I'm like, here you go. Now, this is a good work, but you can explain. You know so, more so what he does. His name is Larry Bowles. And by the way, what Jace is talking about, our church does, and actually it's a international ministry, but it's called One Kingdom. So if you go to onekingdom.org, you can check out what we're doing. But this guy's name is Larry Bowles, and he and his wife are missionaries, and they go to Athens, Greece. And mm-hmm. they started going there because – so all these these Muslims are being driven out of the Middle East by other Muslims, by the way, Syria, Afghanistan. I mean, the Taliban, ISIS. You know, I mean, it's Muslim against Muslim. They're they're refugees. They're leaving their what's the name of that sea uh, that they're Aegean, crossing? Aegean. The Aegean Sea. Well, it's like tens of thousands of Muslims are coming there. So he's there. Yeah. So he's there, basically saying this is an opportunity for the gospel. Because these people are displaced. Anytime you have a massive movement of people, it's very ripe to be able to tell them what we know about because they've lost their connection to everything. They're and home. they were ousted, you, you know, by what they seemingly believe, but somehow or another they're ousted. So they're in a situation where they're perhaps open. Yeah, and they've lost everything. I mean, it, it's amazing. They come across this sea, Dad, and you didn't get to see the video, but when they, and this was just like on. Uh, Al Jazeera or BBC were watching these clips, you know, he put in the video. They come across that a GNC, which is not easy to do. And they're all piled on this boat. And it's kind of like what happens in our country from the uh, Central America to get to the U.S. So you got these coyotes, these people making money off of it, and they don't care where they live or die. They're just, and they take everything they have. Oh, it'd be like a hundred people in a raft 
that, that was designed 15. for yeah for fifteen. Well, they're hanging. How many do you say that died? Oh my uh, goodness, it's thousands. So you, and they had pictures of it on Al Jazeera. They're just bodies. Yeah, it was gruesome on the on the you know they just wash up, they just drown. You know, it's, it's sad. Kids, old people. So anyway, these people come here, and so Greece, you know, winds up being the place because that's where they're all trying to get to. That's their their sort of their portal to trying to get to Europe to get a flea, you know, what's on the other side. So they come there. So Greece has an island that they kind of direct them all to, and they built a place for them. Of course, you know, Greece, they got their own problems, but they built this place for them. It holds like, what is it supposed to hold, like 3,000? And mm-hmm. there's like 18,000 people there. So it's just it's like terrible, tents and just terrible situation. Mm-hmm. So anyway, Bowles goes there and it could, because any situation like this, and you know, people that have this division for it, he said, this is an opportunity to tell them about Jesus because these people are going to be open. And he was right on the money. So what happened was they, they started converting some people to Christianity. Well, these the their first like three or four guys that's been a few years back, they're like from Iran. Oh, Afghanistan, you know, yeah. all the places which what 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 pricked my interest about it was that here we are, we've had these US led military engagements because of all the problems they're causing, you know. But I'm like, here's a guy from a spiritual warfare standpoint, saw an opportunity to think, you know, if you really want to change that culture over there, you want to change the heart. Right. Which we've always and, said that, but this guy's actually doing Oh, he's it. doing it. And look, what he does is dangerous. They, in several, because you got to remember, these people that he's bringing to Jesus, a lot of them have been whipped and beaten. Uh, and Because when they, they say goodbye to their faith Islam. that they have before Islam and the things that go along with it, well, then you become a target. Death sentence. And so he has to work with all that going on meanwhile. But his vision is, I'm not going to be able to reach their countries. But I'm reaching these refugees for Jesus because the power in introducing Jesus, it doesn't matter what kind of background you have. It's appealing. And so they're coming to the Lord from all these different countries. Well, then they're they're the ones going back because then all of a sudden they, they go from a refugee to a missionary thinking, well, I've got the way to change my culture. So they're building these churches with these guys now that are disciples. So some of these have been around a few years. So here's how they're going back in because they can't. If you went back in physically into this country, they'd just kill you. Yeah, I mean, that's what would happen. So we talk a lot about the internet. So the internet now is the vehicle to get the gospel back into these countries because um, as backwards as many of them are like Afghanistan, it's amazing how a lot of people still can get to the internet. That's how ISIS. What was the one that did the 150 video? Which country was he from? Iran. Yeah. So the guy he converted, you know, from Iran who, and they showed many clips of him speaking. I mean, he was just preaching Jesus, just, just like uh, uh, (laughs) any one of us. And he's doing all these videos and so, of course, he's a wanted man. You know, they they're looking to oh, kill it's a death him. Sentence on him. See, but all these people from Iran, since he's from Iran, saying, "Look, check this out." Well, they're watching it, and right. I, I forgot how many views the guy oh, was having. But I mean, hundreds of thousands. Yeah. of people are watching it, and so so they're fine. So they're basically getting the gospel into the Middle East, which none of us can go there. I mean, you know, they'll kill you. Nor would I want to. Nor would I, I mean, want to, right? That sounds horrible, but yeah, I'd last five minutes over there. They'd Somebody put a bullet in my head. Exactly right. So what Larry does is, so his emphasis is to disciple and get the word into these guys. 
and then they're going to get it into their country, which is brilliant. So here, but here's what's what piqued my interest in Jay. So they just did a, and there's a video on this one kingdom you can watch if you're interested. Um, but so that's kind of the mission of what he does. But so then he did our, our Bible class. He did like a combined class at our church. Yeah. His sermon was more about what we just got through saying. Right, here's right. what we're doing. Here's our mission. His class was this is what I teach people because they have like a school. You know, they, they bring the refugees in, they feed them like you do homeless. You know, they have a soup line and all that. But they're trying, and then they invite them to come to their school. Which right. it's a school of Jesus. That's right. <laughs> That's what it is. But then he's like, he told a funny illustration about uh, having a guitar with one string on it, and he has one song. He's like, my message has just one thing. Yeah, he told it. He said, he said there was a homeless guy that was in Tulsa, and he had a one string guitar. And so he he would say, "Give me your request." Of course, he had his yeah, bucket fun. there because to put money in there. And he said, "If you give me your request, and I'll I'll sing your song." So somebody had put in a you know five dollar bill or a dollar bill or whatever. And so then he would play a song, but it wasn't the song they asked for. It was the only song he knew, one string. And then the yeah, they'd be like up, Pink Floyd. You know, well he's. He start okay. Okay, so he puts the money in one song. It's the only song. one he knows. You yeah, know? no matter what the request was, <laughs> I got one song. This is what I got. So he, he said, he said, I'm like that guy. I got the one string deal. And his one string, his one thing he drills into his guys he's teaching that then becomes their message. And it's a good one, is the deity of Christ. Because the Muslim mind, they know about Jesus because Muhammad told them Jesus was a prophet. Which yep. Muhammad was a prophet, so they got them right there together. So basically, what they were saying is, is oh yeah, he's a good guy, he's a good dude, but you know we're following Muhammad. So his point is, if we can, he said, if you can get them to understand that he's not, and Jesus was a prophet, but he said, but he's so much more than that. So that's their message. That's what they hammer on. That's their deal. They're just like you. You got to be able to to get them to understand that. Jesus is God. And so then basically that became his. Uh, well, his he, he he did it in question form, which Jesus did numerous times. He had numerous passages. And like Matthew 16, 15, you know, when Jesus said, but who do you say I am? So he revolved his whole class, which is his message, on who do you say Jesus is? Because when you think about it, that appeals to every human being on the planet. You have to form an opinion on who Jesus is. Well, let's take a quick break, and then uh, we'll dive into to the idea of the deity of Jesus, which I think would be great. So it's hard for me to imagine, but there's a woman named Deborah that literally lost her home because mm-hmm. some people broke into her Broke in, I guess, hacked into an account at a bank or wherever she had her mortgage and basically just said it was their house. And then she got evicted out of her own house. So it's mm-hmm. a growing fraudulent way uh, that criminals, uh, probably from all around the world, who it's knows? Virtual theft. Virtual theft. And yet That's it be- real. It becomes a reality if it's your house, which has happened to this woman. They'll steal your house and leave you with the porch. That's right. Nothing. And then you got to pay the money back that they stole. So. Um, anyway, it's something you need to look out for. There's a there's a company called Home Title Lock uh, that basically is going to help protect you because the banks and others are, are not apparently don't have this. So we need to have this ourselves. You need to find out. So here's what you do: you go to HomeTitleLock.com 
Uh, you can register there. They'll find out, make sure you still own your home, which is very important. If you <laughs> if you enter Phil, uh, you get one month of free protection. So that's what you do from our show. So hometitlelock.com, and you enter Phil uh, and find out about these guys and see if it's something that can help you. So the idea is that we Jesus, and, and I think sometimes people even in Christianity sometimes get this a little out of whack, is the understanding that Jesus Christ is God. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like he gave up his divinity to come to earth. Because a lot of times people misunderstand that he became a man, therefore he was no longer God. You know, In fact, one of our viewers even asked a question because you know, they misunderstood Sai because they were like, "Are you was Sai saying that he became divine when he got baptized? And was like, no, 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 no. Well, he, I said he may have, but that's that's not what he meant. He didn't. Mm-hmm. He didn't leave his divine nature. He just brought it with him into a human, and, and he became a man. man. That's but that, way. but in his speech, he made that clear. I thought he made a. That was a good line there, because when you think about religious leaders that have ever been here in the history of the world, they were men who became gods based on their rhetoric or their narrative yep. or the people following them. Jesus is different. He is God, was God, is, and he became a man. That That's the difference. That's right. So. Yeah, because you talk about Zeus or all these, you know, all the Roman, mm-hmm. Greek, God, the you idea go, they were go, men. You go worldwide, and what you'll continually run it into is particular spirits. First John 4. Dear friends, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they are from God, because many false prophets have gone out into the world. Well, then and now you say, so how quickly can you perform the test and find out what what the answer is? This is how you can recognize the spirit of God. You want to find out about the true God. Every spirit that acknowledges that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is from God. You say, stand on that. That's the test. Who is Jesus? Which is which is Bolton's point there. Not Bolton. What's his name? Bowles. Bowles. That's Bowles' yeah. point. Yep. But every spirit that does not acknowledge Jesus is not from God. This is the spirit of the Antichrist, which you've heard is coming and is already here. Right. Therefore, if you just take that test, you say, who do you say Jesus is? Right. And they say, well, you know, he was a prophet. You know, the, the Islamists will give you one version of him. Some other religious group will give you another version and another version. Right. But the ones who say Jesus is God Which is in interesting flesh. in John's point because you were just in First John. So First John, Second John, Third John, all of John's later epistles – you could already see that even already in the first century. That's right. There was a mindset there that, and it comes from the old Greek thought that flesh is bad. You know, they always thought the mind and the intellect was everything, and the body, well, that's just, that's no good. But that's not what God said. God said, you're whole in who you are. Yeah. And therefore, that, but that, what they were saying is, well, we can't follow this Jesus Christ you're talking about. He had flesh. So that, so there was this idea that came along called Gnosticism, and the idea was is that he wasn't really – when he was in his body, he wasn't really God. And it Which, was you understand. It ran rampant back then, oh, but, it, but it's still here. It's now, still that's here. 1 John 4. But you understand why they came up with that. I, I mean, I see their logic. Right. But they just – 
Yeah. They, they, so they you missed. get the second John, many deceivers, little bitty book over toward the end, about before you get to Jude and Revelation. Many deceivers, watch, who do not acknowledge Jesus Christ as coming in the flesh have gone out into the world. Any such person is the deceiver and the antichrist. Watch out that you do not lose what you have worked for, but that you may be rewarded fully. Anyone who runs ahead does not continue in this teaching of Christ does not have God. So if you read these texts about what John the Apostle was warning people about, it says you better you better get Jesus and who he is, right. better get him on straight. Right. And there's no mealy mouth them around about it. Right. Well, it's a difficult concept for the human feeble mind Very to grasp so. a being like God. I've never heard of it except here in the Bible. I've well, never right. heard of this. That's why the Have fact, you no. fact that someone would dream it up is preposterous. I've read this before, but you know, people who struggle with this concept, I think this is a very good verse for this. Now, it's not really was not the point, but but the underlying principles of what we're talking about is here is Romans nine five. And I've read this before, I think, on the podcast, but he was talking about Israel being originally God's chosen people. And the, the second part of verse 4 says theirs, talking about Israel, is the adoption as sons, theirs the divine glory, the covenants, the receiving of the law, the temple worship, and the promises. Theirs are the patriarchs, verse 5. Now here's the point I want to make. And from them is traced the human, the human ancestry of Christ. But this next phrase is my point. Who is God overall? That very few verses in the Bible just says it, okay? Because we don't we we don't think in those terms. We think, well, there's a God, and then there's humans, but we have a being who actually is the bridge or the ladder of God and humans because He represents both because He's God who became a man, and you and, and a lot of people say, well, why why would He do that? Because God can't die. Because he's eternal, so if you're going to have a way, so he becomes out, a human being, so, he so can, that he can die for the sins of the world. That's which correct. then, since he can't die, he came back to life to show you. Oh, hey, you can do this, right? So, I, I mean, what a what a what an idea oh. <laughs> to introduce. Try to sit under a tree four thousand years ago. And dream this one up. And, All the prophets saying Jesus is coming, God in flesh. You know, Emmanuel, God with and not us. Not only that, Phil, to get forty-one authors over a span of what four or five thousand years. Yep. Throughout the history of our world, to go along with it. Yeah. Yep. Let's take a quick break, and we come back. We'll uh, keep fleshing this out. In these stressful times, you know what happens when you're overstressed. What's that? Your hair starts falling out. Oh. Although mine is not. Because, well, you must not be stressed. Well, I'm not because, you know, I'm going to heaven. But <laughs> for those who are stressed out about losing their hair, we have a we good have product. A good for product. You. Keeps. Uh, our friends at Keeps, uh, basically, they've got two FDA approved hair loss products. And so it may it, you may have been losing hair before you ever stressed out on coronavirus. So, whatever the case may be, none of us want to lose our hair. Uh, so you might want to check these guys out. It's keeps.com slash door. 
keeps, K-E-E-P-S dot com slash door. Basically get 50% off your first uh, hair loss treatment, uh, which is great. So they've got a you know thing you fill out and all that kind of stuff. So go to keepsdoor.com slash door and check them out. So, so in the practical way of looking at that, Jay, to show you how we miss it, one of our listeners sent me a question just, I think, this past week. Um, and he asked an interesting question, but it's the wrong question. But I hear this a lot, so I want to I bring it into this discussion. So he asked me, he said, do you guys baptize in the name of Jesus like, and he had the verse there, or are you, do you baptize him like Matthew 28, you know, and he meant in the name of the Father, Son, and the Spirit? And so I haven't answered him, but the reason I haven't is because I want to talk about it here. It's the wrong question because it doesn't matter. Well, look, the answer gonna, is both. You're not going to believe this. This is we, – we didn't plan this. But this weekend, you know, I spoke locally at a – I think it was a plumber's equipment convention or something. It was literally <laughs> – why is that funny? <laughs> because I didn't know plumbers had computers. I don't know. It was three minutes. <laughs> I just my... imagine a bunch of butt crack, half butt yeah. crack showing uh, like the whole thing. It was three minutes from our church building. Well, they had sent an email, and I was like, I'll do it. They're like, what do you charge? I'm like, nothing. You know, for the, our community. Well, I Which go I, there. They said, Let me just give you credit, because I, I make fun of you all the time. But you are really good at that. I do the same thing, but you, you do it a lot because, you know, you're famous people. But – you give that to people, which I like. I do. That. In our community, churches, I love that. In you our know, community, no charge. I, I'm the same way. I've spoken at a lot of churches. And now, this deal, I thought, eh, you know, plumber convention. <laughs> I'm sorry if it's not a plumber convention. I think that's what they said, but I have my assistant like line it up. And they <laughs> well, the said, fact you didn't know and you've already done it is even funny to me. Like, you didn't even know what they were. <laughs> and so I'm doing it for free. You didn't know plumber jokes. They're like, be there at 5.30. You know, I pulled up literally at 5.28. But when I pulled up, I'm like, first of all, I didn't even know this was here. Right? It was a big, huge warehouse. And look, there were cars as far as I could see. And I thought, this must be kind of big. <laughs> so I walked in. This place is packed. You're a big and, deal, Jace. You, and, uh, you underestimate No, yourself. I think they do this like every three or they four months. Tell them, Jace, Look, from they, they had fish fry. Yeah, they did. But they had a fish fry, and they were giving away, I mean, awesome stuff. You know, fish cookers and all this kind of deal. And, well, one of the guys who helps put this on, there's not a church event whatsoever. And he said, look, there's people here. This probably be the first sermon they ever heard, you know. But there's a believer who works for that company. And he's like, I think we should have a speaker here. And there's a a guy in our local community, which is me. And he said he'll do it. And they went with it. So, look, and this is getting to your point about your question about baptism. So I get up. And what I do in those settings is I just introduce Jesus. Because I'm thinking if you fall in love with Jesus – I, I'm hoping and I'm figuring that you'll figure out the rest of it, you know, as far as the response. I don't really talk about repentance. I don't talk about baptism. I just introduce Jesus. And I kind of do it from a basis of you saw the show. If you've ever seen my wife, you know, if you've seen her, I'm going to tell you, here's, here's what happened. Here's how that happened. And then I share Jesus. I'm like, we're disciples of Jesus. Right. All that was just, so I do the speech and, uh, then I say, does anybody got any questions? Well, there's, I'd say there's probably 200 men there and one woman. The one woman raises her hand. And I thought, uh-oh. 
First, first of all, you're like, why are you here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did say that. <laughs> I said, did you okay, just wander in? So I have a question. Uh, why are you here? But she didn't even answer that. I guess she worked for the company. And I think it was not a men-only deal, but I guess there's not a lot of women plumbers. I was going to say, I don't, I don't, I've never seen a woman plumber. And uh, so she said, I got a question. She asked the exact question that you just said. She said, I heard, because I, I mentioned to him when I was 14 that you baptized me right down here in the river. And she said, I, I have a lot of questions about baptism. She said, I consider myself a Christian, but I don't really, you know, go to church much or whatever. And I was taught. <laughs> Or told that you had to be baptized in Jesus's name only. That's what she said. And so I said, "Well, this was perfect for me because even though I just introduced Jesus, I then said what you just said. I said you brought it up. It's a controversial issue in the religious world. I said it's not in the real world. Right. Most people that that when you introduce Jesus to them, if they're cut to the heart about who Jesus is, which is what Bowles' question is, we believe he's Lord. We believe he's God in human form and he's eternal. When people want to respond to that, they, you know, they accept him as their Lord. They make the decision. And we say, well, here's some water. You can actually reenact his death, burial and resurrection in water you can surrender and i went at it from the angle of surrender Mm -hmm. it's a way for you to surrender to god reenact what he did well people that don't have a religious background they run to the water i mean they're just like well well let's let's go find some water like philip and the ethiopian eunuch eunuch, exactly going along he heard about jesus he went here's some water why shouldn't it be baptized (laughs) there was no issue but i told her i was like but you, you that's a good question because Here's what I would say about that. Number one, I think God knows the heart. Number two, Jesus' name in Hebrew and Greek was not Jesus. I'm not sure how you would pronounce it. Yahshua. Yeah, Yahshua. I said, so even when somebody says you have to use that specific name, they, they're screwing that up. Right that wasn't even what they called him back then. So I was like, it's more about the person than it is the terminology. And then I read... Colossians 2. Right. Do you know where I'm going with this? Yep, I know where you're going. I'm going to Colossians 2 because it says in verse 9, for in Christ Jesus, all the fullness of the deity, God, Jesus, the Holy Spirit, lives in bodily form, which is the human side of him, right? Right. Now, here's the verse 10, and you have been given fullness in Christ, which is God, Jesus, the Holy Spirit. Correct. Who is the head over every power and authority, which is who do people say Christ? We believe he's the head over every power and authority. Then it goes into this, which we're familiar with. In him, you had your old sinful self cut off. He uses the word circumcised, but we know what that means. When did that happen? Verse 12 having been buried with him in baptism and raised with him through your faith in the power of God who raised him from the dead. Be clear. Jesus is what saves a person, 100%. I told her that. Correct. Jesus Christ is what saves a person. That's why they're focusing on Jesus' name, but they're looking at it so small that somehow or another, I think, they're forgetting the bigger picture on who he is and he knows your heart and 
what terminology you're using. All right, somebody's been introduced to Jesus. They want to put their faith and trust in him. I then think that that becomes a little coy to start arguing on exactly the terminology. What say you? Let's take one last break, and then we'll wrap it up with that thought. That's so weird that you had the same question that I had two nights ago at my event. I know, and you're right. So I think you're exactly right. I think it's it's the wrong question. In the wrong view. Sometimes I say I baptize in the name of Jesus. Sometimes I baptize. It doesn't matter. In the name of the Father. It does. Just, and here's the thing: people make a big deal out about who baptizes you. To me, there's no difference. I, I remember, Dad, the first time I baptized somebody down here on the river. I was young. I just I was brand new back. Prodigal son returned. We were out at Luna, remember? And I was so excited. I baptized this person, a good old brother, and I love him. He's an African American guy that's gone on to be with the Lord now. He came up and put his arm and said, oh, I'm so proud of you, you know. And I'm 19, you know. And I was like, yeah, you know. And he said, but, you know, when you uh, baptized that guy, you know, you didn't say for the remission of sins. You know, just keep that in mind for as you go forward. Well, I mean, I was just dashed, you know, because I was like, this was such a big moment. It was my yeah. first person I'd ever baptized. You thought I screwed him up? He's going to hell oh, now because of I me. I messed up. But then I, as I look, you know, I, in the moment I took it, as an older brother, but it, later when I look back at it, I thought how how off that was. It didn't matter what whether I said something or not. No. The person's heart is doing it. It doesn't matter who baptizes you. It That doesn't matter or what they say. Well, let me read it's this. It's a submissive though. act to the Almighty. Yeah, the it's point. a surrendered it's act. A surrender. First Corinthians 1, 13 says, Is Christ divided? Was Paul crucified for you? Were you baptized into the name of Paul? And then Paul says, I'm thankful that I didn't baptize any of you. And he, he names a few people he did. So no one can say that you were baptized into my name. Then he gives a reference. Yeah, I baptized you know, people here and there. The point was verse 17. For Christ did not send me to baptize, but to preach the gospel. Not with words of human wisdom. There you go. Now there's the phrase. If you're having to figure out the words based on your wisdom. He just said, "Don't do that." And if and if somehow you whether you speak them or not, it, it affects yeah. this person's salvation. I mean, yeah. come on. But here's the key: lest the cross be emptied of its power. I've always loved this verse for yeah. a variety of reasons. Whenever you think you have to get some kind of wisdom with your words in any sermon, what is that alarm? What happened? Somebody's lunch is ready. That Fire is, alarm. Is that your ear? Is, no, we got the end of the line, Jace. End of the line. <laughs> Wrap it up. <laughs> I hate was, to do that. This is the best point we got. In computer talk, that was wrap it up. <laughs> yeah. All right. Wrap it with this thought, Jace. So my point is, Paul made a point. So, so a lot of people read this and they think, oh, we shouldn't baptize. No, that was not the point. The point was... It doesn't matter who's baptizing who. You get Jesus down the power of the cross and someone wants to embrace that and you have an opportunity. It doesn't matter your human words and it doesn't matter who's the one That's right. doing the actual dunking. There's right. way more going on here than those things. The Apostle Paul made that very clear. And, and, to, and to prove it and to wrap it up, you mentioned uh, the Ethiopian eunuch and Philip, which is in Acts 7 and 8. So he just was riding along in a chariot. All of a sudden, mm-hmm. God had him running alongside. Hey, you understand what you're reading? Then they saw some water, and they did it. 
that's how organic it, it really is. And well, yeah. so that's the way we should go forward with that. And look, and I'll say this. And I do I, it all the time. And I like Paul. The reason I said when I was at the plumber's convention, I focused on Jesus because Christ sends me to so preach him. did they him. give you a standing O? Did they boo mm-hmm. you out of there? Or did they clap a little bit? Or did you say? Well, I would like- say it was a smattering of an applause. Yeah. It was so these people because yeah. they they weren't you know, expecting they weren't expecting Jesus you right. know I told a few jokes at first they didn't laugh much yeah. a few yeah. chuckles so I thought okay which I use that as fuel I'm like you're well, here let's face it, you're uncomfortable unless you're talking PVC and you know thread glue I mean yeah you know. having said that when I got up it, they had a pastor get up and lead a prayer after I was done well Good move. when the heads go down I'm 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 leaving the premises. But as I'm walking out, there was a few people that saw me, and they got up. I'd say three or four guys, and they just started walking with me out. And they were one of them said, "I think I need to be baptized." And uh, I said, "Well, good. Find somebody to baptize you." <laughs> I said, "But in the meantime, I think he thought I was just going to stop and do it." I said, "In the meantime, here's what I recommend." And I said, and I'll pray for this to happen. You go home and read the book of John like I suggested and see what Jesus is like. And then if you're ready, I said, it doesn't matter who baptized That's a great you. point. I quoted this verse. I said, Christ didn't send me to baptize, but to preach the gospel. Having said that, I want you to be baptized. That's I think point. that's good. I said, but fall in love with Jesus and make sure. And so I just wanted to use that. And the others were the same kind of thing. Will you pray with me? One guy, he said, you coached me in Little League Baseball. You don't remember me? I mean, guy had a full-grown beard. I was like, (laughs) no. I was like, well, what did you think about that? He said, got to give it to you. That's what I needed to hear. So I thought I took it as a positive. It is. And it shows shows how old you are now, too. So uh, great discussion. I think we just scratched the surface. So we'll talk more about this deity of Jesus next time because there's some really good stuff to dive into. So thanks for tuning in to uh, Unashamed. Keep telling folks about it. Man, uh, the podcast is growing and doing awesome, and we thank you for that. So I love your enthusiasm. Keep listening. Remember, we're three days a week now, Sunday, Wednesday, Friday. So you got a lot to choose from. So we're so glad you guys were with us today. You can subscribe on iTunes or Spotify or YouTube or Facebook. And be sure and rate us on iTunes so that other people can know about the podcast. 